Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. And I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And I'm happy to, today's episode, talk all about bringing ideas to life through innovation. And the guest today is Thomas. And he is the founder of I2E Solutions, which is a consulting practice helping companies bring their ideas to life. So um, today's talk is going to be all about growth strategy, innovate, and innovation. So Thomas, welcome. Hey, Chris, thanks. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me on the show today. Yeah. Um, So, you know, briefly, you know, two to three minutes, tell the audience about your background, your story, and what you do. Yeah, sure. So uh, engineer by trade or training, I guess we should say, right? Um, I spent... 20 years in multi-billion dollar companies um, doing things and solving problems nobody else really wanted to do or they didn't know what to do with, right? So I started out at Ford Motor Company, fantastic education at that place, doing manufacturing strategy, product development. And then I switched. I mean, the car is probably one of the most complex mass-produced consumer products on the planet. Like if you can think of something that's more complex, let me know, right? I'm into rocket ships or airplanes, but people can't buy them. So, you know, I think I think it I think it it holds pretty high in that standpoint. Left forward to a supply chain company called Chep, which actually pools pallets. So total opposite spectrum of complexity, right? Cars, you know, to wooden nails. Um, but the scale of the company off the charts, right? So they're making like a billion dollars a year in the U.S. alone renting pallets. So I joined the company to learn about scale, did a lot of product management for them, and then got into strategy and innovation with them, started up an innovation program for the Americas, trained over 500 people in innovation when I was there, um, and really ran their global product development and R&D efforts. And then I spent a couple of years at a company called Cox Automotive, um, trying to help them transfer how they kind of manage their systems and processes as well. So taking all that, um, I started I2E to really take that knowledge and help other companies uh, innovate. And like you said, I love to help companies find great ideas and then bring them to life, right? And that's kind of my my passion and my sweet spot. So that's what I'm working on now. So. Fascinating story. And um, so, you know, we'll dive right into it. And, um, you know, you're, you help companies with innovation, strategy training, brainstorming, business model development. So, you know, one of the big things in today's society is um, this idea of culture and, you know, you have, you you have legacy industries, companies, and you have innovative, like the most valuable companies, you know, tech companies we all know. So you have this idea of how to act in an innovative culture and can legacy companies become innovative? Yeah, I think, I mean, just to hit that head on, I think any company can be innovative. Right. And I think any company really innovates already. Right. So if you think about disruptive versus and I'm going to take a sidebar, disruptive versus incremental innovation, most companies are doing some sort of incremental innovation. Right. They're bringing out a new product every year. 
Um, and they're putting updates and new features or new new enhancements in it. So they're doing innovation already, right? Now they might be doing it poorly. They might be missing the mark. Their products might be failing. They might be adding too much cost, right? So they might be doing poor innovation, but they're trying to incrementally innovate every year anyway, right? The culture piece is where, you know, you can change the game where you start to get better innovation. You start to bring it out faster. It's more customer focused. Um, you can, you know, take bigger bets, try new things, you know, and everybody's working together, right? So for me, the culture piece really starts with a couple of things. One is alignment. You got to have alignment from the growth strategy on down. Why are we doing it? A lot of companies put innovation in a small group and that group runs off and does innovation, but it's not actually achieving their growth strategy, right? It's doing what they think is cool, right? So if you don't have alignment, innovation is going to be a struggle. The other big piece for me is that you have to operate cross-functionally. Again, putting innovation in one team, it's going to fail. When that product team or innovation team comes out with a new widget, you're going to get a lot of not invented here syndrome and people are just going to you know, shut down. And they're like, well, we can't build that. We can't do it. The customer doesn't want it because nobody was taking along or along for the journey of the development of that of that you know thing or widget or product so those are kind of the two big ones when i think about culture is are you cro working cross-functional and do you have alignment through your organization from the top down yeah uh, interesting um I, I love that and um the other idea is uh this um we're finding the right ideas to grow your business and how do people know if they're working on the right ideas um talk more about that yeah, sure. So let's just start with finding the right ideas. I am a big fan of not being random about finding your ideas. If you are just randomly trying to find ideas, you are believing in a whole lot more luck than I believe in, right? So uh, to me, you've got a plan to find your ideas. And now that may seem, you know, oh, that's not creative. That's not whatever. I don't think that's true, right? We got to have a plan and a process to find ideas. Now it's got to involve your customers. It's got to involve regular brainstorming, you know, insights from the marketplace. You got to be mixing all those together on a regular basis to solve pain points for your customers. So that's what I mean when like we're going to plan to find ideas, right? Now, once you've got them, that creates a whole another set of challenges. We can come up with ideas all day really quickly. It's not hard to come up with ideas. What's hard is then to your point, how do we figure out which ones to work on? Um, because a lot of companies think all of the ideas are cool. We should chase them all down. And then they get distracted by everything and they're not really going in any one direction because they're chasing everything down, right? So you need some ways to compare ideas to figure out which ones are A, moving you along. So let's go back to that growth strategy piece. Which ones are gonna move us further along in terms of our strategy of where we wanna go, right? Because an idea should move you towards your destination. Which ones are gonna help move us toward the destination? And then which ones are big enough for us to work on? I love to innovate from the future. So if you have an idea, what does the future of that idea look like, right? And so for, you know, probably a lot of your clients, like, hey, I'm thinking about starting a business or I'm starting to do add this, you know, maybe part to my business or this new product to my business. What I would say is innovate that idea from the future. What does that idea look like 10 years from now? And do you even like it, right? Because I'll talk to people and be like, well, I want to get into this business line. I'm like, great, let's talk about what it is. Well, it's 20 million, blah, blah, blah. All right, like how many people do you need to run it? Well, I need X number of salespeople. I need this, this, this. And you start talking to me like, does that sound fun to you? And they'll be like, no. Okay, well, then find a new idea, right? Like just, so innovate from the future when you're doing this kind of stuff. Look at it, not from today's perspective, but where will this go? And then decide whether or not that's something you want to do. You also, uh, you know, previously you alluded to disruptive or incremental. 
So you, which is more important, um, both or, you know, which is, which is more important? Both. And here's why. So disruptive, I think, is, is key because it changes the marketplace. Incremental, I think, is key. And oh, disruptive gets all the press and it gets all the media coverage, right? Incremental is where you make all the money, right? Let's, let's, th let's think about this for a minute. So I worked at Ford for 10 years, right? The Model T was a manufacturing disruption. So the car already existed, but they were expensive, hard to build. Henry Ford does the Model T drops the price because he can manufacture them, right? So it's a disruption in how we assemble cars, lowers the price of the car. Now you're looking at a horse or a car. That's a disruption. That's a real disruption, right? Well, that company has been around for a hundred years. They haven't disrupted the marketplace in a hundred years. Again, they've done incremental innovation. The car you can buy today is a whole lot better than the Model T, but it's still a car, right? So think of all the billions of dollars they've made off of incrementing off that one disruption. There's a ton of money. I mean, you could take the iPhone as well. iPhone was clearly a disruption in the marketplace. But what are we on now? Number 15, right? And everybody jokes every time the new one comes out that it was such a small change over the previous one. That, what are they doing, right? Well, they're incrementing slowly, right? And making a ton of money doing incremental innovation. So the disruptor got them in the marketplace, but the incremental innovation keeps them there and is where you can just make an absolute killing in terms of money if that hopefully that explanation works <laughs> makes sense for you but that's that's the way i see it right they're both equally important but incremental you can crush it in terms of making money that's interesting and um you know coming from you know ford and uh you know as a consultant what do you see as requirements for successful innovation programs within companies yeah. So when I look at a company, the first thing I look at, it goes back to that alignment, right? Um, and I can tell right away, if you give me a growth strategy, your product plan and your innovation portfolio, I can tell you right away if you're going to succeed or not. Because if those three aren't lined up, you know, you don't have a prayer. You're, you're all three are shooting different directions. That's what I see a lot is companies got a growth strategy within the product guys put together a product plan and the innovation team is off doing stuff they think is cool, right? Well, none of them are talking together. So that's to me, when I look at a company, that's one of the first things I look at is how aligned are you? And then you go to, well, do you have the culture to back it up? Like we talked about before, right? Do you have the right people? Do you have the right mindsets? Are you coming up with the right ideas? And can you bring them to life? Um, so that's kind of what I take a look at when I, when I look at a company. Yeah. I love that. The other idea is these um, now is, um, you know, innovating within a company, the entrepreneurs, and then yep. uh, in starting your own company, entrepreneurs, what, uh, you know, with your expertise, kind of where do you see like the most successes, entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs? So that's tough. Um, that's a tough one to answer because I think it's a mix, right? What I will say is I'm going to take it back to, let's talk about the entrepreneurs, right? If they're trying to do something disruptive, you have to manage it differently than an incremental innovation because the competing forces within won't let a disruption happen, right? So if we're coming up with a, something that's going to disrupt where we are today, the forces, the KPIs, the metrics, the money is all being funneled to the main product that everybody's working on. What happens then if you're trying to disrupt that from within you're going to really struggle because all the momentum is going to the existing product, right? And that's where being an entrepreneur on the outside can do better at disruption because they are they don't have all of that in, you know, that inertia weighing the company down and they're fighting just to make that one disruption happen. 
and there's no other distractions, right? So I think disruptions happen probably better on the outside and then incremental can happen better on the inside. Mm, yeah, very, yeah, that's very, that's very insightful. It's been spending great. Uh, how can people know what resources would, um, you know, people talk, talking about innovation, coming up with good ideas, what resources, you know, books, podcasts, YouTube channels, would you recommend? Yeah, that's a great question. I don't have anything off the cuff. I can, I can put some stuff together and put it on my website for sure that I could share with folks. Um, I'm just not coming up with any at the moment. <laughs> Sorry about that. But um if you Google, I, well, here's a couple. So um, IDEO, if IDEO, the design consulting firm, they've got some educational stuff out there on design thinking. It's fantastic. Strategizer is another company that puts out a lot of information around um, business model, new business models, and creative thinking. I'd start with those two um, if I was going to tell anybody to go anywhere. Those are two big ones. And then, um, for all the audience out there, let's thank um, Tom for coming onto the show um talking about innovation thinking I, I love this idea disruptive or incremental innovation and um you know entrepreneur entrepreneurship and uh all of his resources will be in the links and show notes and with that thanks so much for coming on to the podcast yeah thanks chris i really appreciate you having me i hope you really enjoyed that wonderful inspirational motivational piece again if you wherever you are listening if you liked it be sure to like comment share subscribe we're on everywhere spotify itunes google amazon audible and without much ado be sure to thank this show's sponsors and we'll see you next week